0: Good evening patriots. And it is Sunday, April 3rd in the year 2022. And our world is going through some radical changes and it's happening faster than we can possibly imagine. This is truly an epic moment and we're going to have to stay ahead of it by obviously staying tight in prayer and listening to God's wisdom but equally moving and not sitting still. You don't have time to procrastinate. You've got to keep focused and you got to keep building knowledge. We also need to make sure you have good rest. So I talk about this a lot and it's important. Make sure you're getting a good night's sleep. One of the best ways to do that is to have good products that you're sleeping on, pillows and sheets, comforters, mattresses, mattress toppers, all of that is available at mypillow.com, mypillow.com. And Bards Nations has its own landing page, which is mypillow.com forward slash Bards. There's all sorts of amazing savings over there when you use your Bards promo code. Giza cotton sheets, which are just amazing. I've used them now for about a year and I can't imagine having, being without them. In all truth, they these products make a huge difference and I've I make that measurable in my life before and after, literally. The MyPillow products between the pillow, the my pillow Classic. They have also a Giza cotton pillow, which is fantastic. The Giza cotton sheets, the comforter. Their comforters are great. Their mattresses are amazing, mattress toppers. There's sleepwear for men and women. All of these are fantastic quality products that actually do enhance your sleep and it helps you ensure that you're going to get a good night's sleep. And as we go forward here, sleep is going to become a greater and greater commodity to cherish because what's being demanded on each of us, unless you're going to go walk that path of compliance, is each person's going to be burdened with more and more to do. So the quality of sleep we get is essential. So check it out, mypillow.com forward slash bards or mypillow.com. The Bards Nation landing page has its own, has the featured specials. Your promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. You can use it anywhere on the MyPillow site, the Frank Speech site, and the MyStore site. And if you want to talk to a Patriot Pillow counselor, dial 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939. Use your promo code BARDS and they'll get you set up. So again, MyPillow.com, promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. There's a lot going on, like I said. I want you to listen to this piece to kind of set the perspective on things.
1: So I'm just really curious. If the current power grid can't handle a night of, say, 20-degree temperatures without having rolling blackouts, how are we going to plug in 100 million volt electrical cars at night?
0: And that's basically the whole point is that you can't. And they have no intention of it. And they're trying to push this nation into a third world status. And they're doing it very quickly and very aggressively. My personal take on things right now is that, and I've talked a lot about this, but Putin's operation into Ukraine, the more that I follow Putin, the more that I do see a man that is trying to break and create sovereignty for Russia, we don't have that same leadership here in this nation on any level. There may be some word talk to it, but there is no real there is no leadership taking us there. Putin is moving his country that, that way. I've never seen a president or a leader of any country speak so bold, so much about God and and Christianity as Putin does. And if you haven't been following his speeches lately, you should be. He's also equally calling out the demise of morality in the West. Which has led to, and he's called this out, the homosexual culture and the pedophile culture, which we all know is out in the open now. So there is a real issue that we have as Americans who are facing as a worldwide backlash for years of a government that in our name has been exploiting the world and exploiting people. And it continues to do this nonsense over and over And the problem that we have is that the world has suffered from that. And as the world now opens up to be freed from the dollar, what we're going to face is a potential backlash from the world with high levels of intolerance. So as we hit crises, don't expect the world to come to our aid. The only real solution we have here as Americans is that we as Americans need to take the responsibility put into our declaration of independence for us to overthrow this tyranny. And that's as blunt as it gets. And if we will take that responsibility and overthrow this tyranny together, then we're going to be able to redeem our nation's name and the the name of this land in the eyes of the world. But if that's not going to be the case, I will tell you we are going to suffer a very miserable outcome of this because people are not ready to come to our aid and don't have any inter- interest to. And obviously the center point of all of this is our ridiculous media. Check out this latest nonsense.
1: MSNBC came out and said that working out is fascist. <sighs> it's, it, it's, literally they said because people who are Republicans work out, it's fascist. And After you post something like that on your site on your Twitter on all of these things when you post something like that How is anyone supposed to take anything else that you say? Seriously Like how are you supposed to how am I supposed to I see that story and it says working out as fascist and how am I supposed to Take that and then you know, digest it. And then the next thing you say, it could, be about, it could be about Hunter's laptop. And I'm like, I don't believe you. And then they're like, well, why don't you believe us? Because you just ran a story yesterday that was so awe inspiringly stupid that I can't wrap my head around anything you're saying past that point.
0: And that's pretty much where we are with whole media. It is falling apart, but the problem is there's still a large number of people that are still glued to it and tied within that matrix. Cognitive dissonance is a deep, deep problem in this nation. It's a bad one. And people are not paying attention to the storm that's coming. And the storm that's coming is going to be bad. There's going to be a complete disruption in every aspect of our lives. The economic system, the healthcare system, all of this is changing radically. The question is, are you going to follow the change or are you going to stand outside of the change? So the compliance issue, and if you really look at this in the terms of the walk with Christ, where did Christ conform? And the answer is he did not. So this is really going to be very telling towards those that are truly locked in faith and trusting in God versus those that say they are and break and and bend a knee. And that road before us, that split in the trail, truly the wide gate, narrow gate division is here. Or if we want to take The ancient paths and those that say they will not walk in it, those that time and that place is here. And it's going to be like I said, it's going to be extremely telling to see who is able to stand in this. I don't know how many will. I know I will. And this is one of the reasons I beat on this every night. And I told you I would, because if we don't start taking it seriously. To, and I don't just mean like, okay, I've got enough food to or stuff to stock up on for 30 days. This is a complete lifestyle change. You have to be gearing up in your life to go backwards, to go forwards. You have to be prepared to start having to think through problems in a whole different way. Medical's a good one. It's like, what are you going to do if you break an arm, as an example? Are you going to rely on the medical system? If you do, then you're going to be subject to the medical system's rules. Right now, there's still some squishiness in that space, meaning that you may not have to comply in some institutions. But that's changing very quickly. The central bank digital dollar, the CBDC, is being fast-tracked in this country, and it is a Fed-based digital currency that will replace all hard currency and the projection is based on Biden's EO and this projection came out today in fact is that that we can expect that CBDC as early as 210 days from now 210 days to completely change the currency and basically what that is is they've used the incursion by Russia into Ukraine and even though it was a They've used that benefit to separate from Russia and to now be prepared to default on all of the global debt. And the global debt is $4 quad trillion derivative based. And the default is going to impact every single one of us, but they won't call it a default. They're going to call it a digital currency. And the cost of that is going to be things like a UBI. They're going to offer all sorts of magic stuff for free, but the biggest cost is going to be that every bit of your currency, every bit that you use currently, is now not only trackable, but they can manage what you purchase for you. So if they determine that you are purchasing too much meat, which if you're listening, if they are going to literally control everything. The entire world that we know it and the relationship that we have with the dollar and with everything that is built around that dollar is about ready to change, and they're going to try to force this central bank digital currency on everybody. The only country right now that is outside of that is Russia. Okay, Take a listen to this piece right here.
2: I just wanted to make sure that I got this message out to the people. Some of you are going to activate on this. Many of you are going to hate on this. Most are going to absolutely ignore this. But I'm here to tell you on this date right now, April 3rd, 2022, I felt it was very important to me to put this message in a timestamp in history. Your financial system, your healthcare system, and the way we interact as human beings is going to change as you know it. I'm going to dive into the banking system since that's what I'm an expert at spent 12 years in banking, went to CBA Executive Banking School, where years ago they were talking about financial technology and the emergence of FinTech financial technology and the disruption to the banking system. We were already looking at replacing physical bodies with talking ATMs. One of the most innovative companies is Chase Bank, JPM. Well, as you see, if you walk into a Chase Bank, they're down to very few employees and those employees run the talking ATMs. Well, the whole narrative with the C word as we look this way, everything got shut down this way. This was all by design to move you in distributed ledger technology, to slow down the movement of cash, to change the banking infrastructure as we know it, and within the next five years, you will operate on a digital currency. Now, I understand we're already digital right now. Basically, cash is just money in a computer. But what I mean by digital currency is it's gonna move across a blockchain to distributed ledger technology. Your banks are going to custody your cryptocurrency and you'll probably have something called a CBDC, a Central Bank Digital Currency. And just like we're all monitored now with these faced IDs and all this stuff going on, and the narrative is all about financial inclusion, making sure people have access to money. Or is it financial monitoring? I don't know. But here's why I want to tell you this, is that you are running out of time to get involved in the biggest shift in our financial history, in our living human history. Then the next five years, you'll come back to this video and you'll understand that you had the opportunity to get in the ground floor of some of the most innovative technologies in human history. The technologies that are gonna change the infrastructure on how you interact with your mortgage companies, with your bank, with other humans and peer-to-peer, with the restaurants you know, like, and trust, and here's what's gonna happen within the next three to four years. As the very retailers that you love to go to that are physically selling products, all those mom pops are gonna collapse and it's all by design. So we look this way with the C word, they crush small mon this way. But the reason why you're not seeing the impact of it now is because of all the helicopter money and the printing of money. So what you have in the economy is a bunch of zombie companies that are surviving off PPP loans and SBA loans. So you're probably wondering what I'm talking about. I'm talking about DLT, Distributed Ledger Technology. Things like Ripple, Algorand, R3, consensus. QNT, connecting Web 2.0 to Web 3.0. These are just some of the innovative technologies that are going to change the world. Like
0: right here, click my YouTube
2: channel, subscribe, free videos every day.
0: Warriors, ha! <laughs> so my, my position has always been this, and it continues to be this. We can walk that path, and you can try to get on the ground floor of this great new distributed ledger technology and all the other stuff he's talking about. But in his, he's telling you exactly what is going to happen if you continue down that path. If we continue down the path that they have us in, it is a complete enslavement. And it is a complete trap. There is no benefit to it. You don't, you can be on the ground floor of it. You're still going to be victimized by it. So the option is to go the other way principle to that in the county by county model is to start building up your independent sovereignty. There is no clear answer on a number of things of where we go on some of this. So I'm going to be clear because I've had some people ask some very good questions about like, how do we deal with mortgages? How do we deal with power company payment? I don't have those answers yet. What I will tell you is I am working with people that we are trying to come up with those answers. And that's important to understand. But either way, there has to be a positioning in your life of an attitude to break away from the dependency to not be on their dime. And it's it's critical. They are planning on bankrupting. They've already bankrupted the system. Now they're just going to overwrite it again. They're going to actually default on the debt by shaking it all up, and going to a digital currency. Now, what you haven't heard from anybody, you haven't heard any leader in the world speak out against this digital currency. And this should be very concerning to you because they all see it the same way. The reason they're looking at this is, they want to be able to control you at 100%. They'll tell you, they might tell you well, no, you're going to have your choice. This is the same as the vax game. It's your choice to take it or not take it. The only person that has been on this point of how dangerous this is is Catherine Austin Fitz. She does not see this. She's one of the smartest people in the world on this topic. FYI, I'm trying to get her on the show. And she runs the Solari Report, which is an expensive annual report. I will tell you, I take it. It's about $350 to get her report. But I'm going to tell you, I have her research is literally off the chain. And the one thing she points out is that there's no way of avoiding their push for a global tyranny of banking. The question is, how are we going to adapt? And I'm going to be getting into a lot more of this over the next few weeks. But the principal issue begins with a mindset and that mindset always has to center again on where everything in our optic should always begin with that place in reaching into God and asking for guidance. And I think it's there was a meme that came up today. It was a fantastic one, and it, I think really principally where this centers on is what that meme is, and it's it shows this amazing colliding, crashing wave and right on the water in the in kind of the arc of the wave, Christ is kneeling down with his hand out, and the words above it say, focus on me, not the storm. Those words encapsulate pretty much everything in the walk that we do right now. People are getting very sidetracked on a lot of this, uh, a lot of the noise, the confusion. People are getting very sidetracked on the concerns and the fears of like, well, how am I going to pay my mortgage? Or, Man, I, I, mean like I almost have my debt paid off and all this. Stay focused on the mission. And the first and foremost point of that is the relationship with Christ. I cannot stress that enough. And I know that you've heard it. I know that we've all heard it. I know that you, some people are probably going like, yeah, dude, I'm doing it. We all stumble on this. I don't care how you cut it. And we do because there is so much chaos and noise around us that even in those little moments where we start to deviate off the path and like, Oh man, what do I do? Or should I do? We shouldn't even be there. It should always be an instant reaction to push into Christ and to ask for that guidance and to seek the guidance through the moment. And the more that we do that cycle and the more that we push ourselves, it's like it's muscle, it's muscle memory, but it's muscle memory in prayer. If you've heard muscle memory, you do your drills, whether it's in martial arts, whether it's in, in combat drills, like shooting. You do these drills over and over because every time they become muscle memory. So take martial arts. You learn how to block a punch. And you'll do that same block 1,000 times, 10,000 times in your life, maybe 100,000 times. And it becomes a repetition in your forms and your katas thing is you do that because it's teaching your mind and your body how to see the world and how to react in the world. It's funny, we don't do that same sort of discipline in our prayer and our discipline in our relationship with Christ. And yet we should. We should be having that sort of kata type discipline every day to exercise and drill ourselves with scripture and with prayer and certain disciplines every day that we do re- without hesitation and a process so that we are prepared to interact with the world. One way to do that is to get a series of scriptures that you read every day that become your personal rock, your personal framework of armor, however you want to put it. And each person would have a tailored set of scriptures, somewhat like one scripture over another. That's fine. That's the beauty of the Bible. There's personal touches and connections throughout scripture. And you can add and you can subtract. In fact, you should be adding over time. So when you do a when you're working in martial arts, you start with a basic kata. It's your level one kata, and as you move through your katas, as you learn those, you master one or you get very comprehensive in one, and then you go to your next level. The thing is that what you're doing is you're building a repertoire of katas in Taekwondo. In the international style of Taekwondo, there's 24 katas, one for every hour of the day, and when you accomplish all 24. The only point of that is that you've never stopped studying those for the rest of your life. They are always part of your discipline and drill. If you're in, if you're doing iaido, there's about seven basic katas that you learn in the first course, and then there's about there's probably in all there's about thirty some katas, but you depending on what style you're in, but you learn these in blocks, and you learn your first seven, and then you go on to your next seven. But you get these katas memorized and doing them discipline every day to where that becomes your pattern of movement that be, is your framework for entering the world. We should be doing the same thing with our prayers because that keeps us focused on Christ. That keeps us focused outside of the storm and where we need to be. The biggest thing about the storm that they want is you to feel disempowered. The idea of telling you, like, you know, there's a, there's a storm coming. Everything about human race is going to change. You have no control over it. It has you're going to be at the mercy and victim of all of this. That whole argument that he just made about like in five years everything in the human race is going to change. It sure is, but they're planning on that being an interaction in a digital AI transhumanist world. And I'm going to tell you, I have I will commit my life to never being part of that. So. This is about us making the decision on what path we're going to take. Jeremiah 6.16 reminds us of that because it is always a choice that we have, but we often forget that we have a choice. We tell ourselves we don't, and yet God has told us we always do. And it, and unfortunately, with the noise that's around us, it's easy to forget. Jeremiah 6.16 Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. And they, But they said, we will not walk in it. So when you hear somebody who's excited about the business opportunity of this new technology, you've got to get on the ground floor of it because in his mind, he's talking about becoming rich and powerful in this new system. That's all that is. He is literally saying, I'm not going to walk in it. I'm going to walk towards their system, not towards the ancient paths. We're told a time and again that we have a choice, and in fact, we do. And if we can embrace that, then we realize how much power we truly have. So I spent a good part of today working another garden bed. And I was just remarking today how far... These beds have come in a year. And I've told you this before, that when I set this garden up a little over a year ago, the soil where I put it in was hard as clay, as hard as concrete, literally. I, matter of fact, I had not dug on anything that hard in my life. Today, I was, I'm was i going through a bed. I'm literally able to take, when I just did the first tining, and I could take my hand, and I could push that my hand down 12 to 14 inches without any resistance, or very little resistance. The world that they want us to see is the world of the hard clay. They're telling you that there's no other way but to be on the surface of hard clay. Nothing will ever grow there the way you want it. You will not be able to control it. You're gonna have to live with it. It may not be what you want, but in the end of the day, it's what you have. Today, I'm reminded that with patience and a lot of very hard work, seeming miracles are possible. This soil that was hard, brutal clay last year, and I mean hard clay, clay enough that if it had been washed, some of it you probably could have made pottery out of it and not exaggerating. With the steady work, very hard work to break that up, And when I did those beds, like I told you, each bed was taking me upwards of a day to sometimes two between digging it, sifting all of the clay down to try to salvage what earth was there, discarding the bigger chunks and rocks, going through this process, then adding the the soil additives, meaning like composted material and soil building materials, all natural composted stuff from manure to other things. Tilling it again, tining it again, took about three to four times of tining it, and each time pulling out chunks of all this clay, but getting enough of a base in there. A year later, from that to where we are today, I can put my hand in that soil and I can pull out what there's still some what's left of the chunks of clay, but I can literally just press them in my hand and they dissolve and break into earth. That's what we have the opportunity to do, and that truly, to me, represents in a a metaphorical way the narrow path, which is the hard and diligent work to try to build something to create a beautiful and rich soil. This season's growth in, in these beds will be far greater than last season's, and each successive year hopefully will get better as the soil is nurtured and there's continued nutrients put in them. You do crop rotations. You're continuing to keep it at low, low tilth or a high tilth but low um, disturbance, just tining them, and we continue to build that soil up to where it becomes a very powerful growing medium. In the jump in one year to the jump in five years, to go back to that video where he says to you, that audio piece we just played with, he says to you, bookmark this and in five years, you'll come back to it. What I would challenge everybody to do is to bookmark where you are today and come back to it in five years and look how far we've gone. We definitely have a choice here coming up and it's not going to be easy by any means. It's going to be very challenging. There's going to be some very challenging moments exodus of any kind is difficult. They are going to use food as a weapon. They are going to, we are going to continue to see people suffer and either from poor health or literally die from the injection. And all this noise that's happening as they're getting, having you, keeping you moving on your points of reference, all of it is about bringing people into this deep chasm of control and enslavement but out there that walk of the narrow gate is completely separate from them and again it comes back to the principal issue of that meme today focus on me meaning Christ saying focus on me not on the storm that is the same lesson when he was in the back of the boat when they were crossing the lake and his and we have the Disciples waking him up, Master, Master, and you know it's such a profound moment because literally it's just peace, be still, peace, be still. But then asks asking, asking his disciples, "Have you no Have you no faith?" At the center of everything we have to do here is to maintain our faith, and some days you're going to feel like God is walking in your. Like right inside of you. And there's going to be days that you're not going to feel that deep connection. But again, we walk by faith, not by sight. The bigger issue is not whether God is there or not, or whether we can sense God there or not. Where is the direction you're going, and what's the choices that you've made, and how are you going to get there? Getting there and the how of it is the wisdom God provides us, and the many opportunities that open up before us as we listen and pay attention. The commitment to doing that is the principal piece though. If we're gonna start getting all racked up about worrying about what's gonna happen in nine months with money, or we're gonna worry about how we're gonna, you know, how we're gonna get around this thing and oh, look at the new fear that they have coming at us and look at the new boogeyman they put under the bed. You've missed the entire walk. The walk has to be on a daily basis putting Christ first, focusing on Christ in that relationship and through Christ to the Father. I say all that because there isn't a simple equation to go from here to where we need to be, but there there shouldn't be. Because Father is guiding us in this path, and as part of this is, is our true and deep trust in him. Some of that is our growth. Some of that is that we're not supposed to see necessarily where we're going. And some of that I believe partly is that he has so much for us to do along the way that it isn't important where we think we're going because we already know where our destination is. It's just a matter of what that looks like when we get there. The journey itself is unique for each one of us. So with all of this change that's happening, and we're going to be talking a lot about that in the coming weeks, the change, the necessity to continue to prep. But keep in mind that when I'm talking about prepping, I'm not talking about bunkering up. I'm not talking about hoarding. What I'm talking about is being wise and filling the silos. I'm talking about preparing for us to be better disciples in the world. I'm talking about us doing what is a we should be doing because just like anything else, there is big disruptions coming. And we need to be prepared, not only for our families as we have been given the warning, no different than Noah was given in building the ark. We need to be building our little arcs in our sovereign territories, whatever those look like. Because each one of those that we're building becomes a, a beacon for somebody else. This disruption is here, and there is no guarantees of a future, of what it will look like. That we are absolutely certain of the upheavals that are going to be coming, the transformation that they're trying to force upon humanity is truly a a war between good and evil. And it's very clear. All you have to do is listen to Harari, who is Klaus Schwab's, I guess he's assistant. He's probably his bedroom assistant too. But Harari is very clear that they are building a world where they become gods, and he makes no bones about it. That is your Luciferian side. And this is the war of good versus evil. We are making, we are following a path of putting God first, where there is a powerful God over us that we acknowledge, we love, and we follow. So it's when I say at the beginning, like I said, we don't have any leadership in our country talking about God, there's an interesting little side piece on that because we really don't need one. And I say that because we have God. Who needs to speak on behalf of him when he is our spokesman for us? And we have Jesus. And that's deep in our heart. And if we're hearing that and we are of a fellowship with one another, then we are literally able to walk together knowing that each of us is being guided by the glory of Christ in the same body, but each of us may have different tasks that are just as important as the other. Do not let anxiety capture you. Do not let fear capture you. In these times right now when it is so important to do these sort of preps to get your gardens going, to Prepared to start getting home churches or Bible studies going, to assisting other people to get their children out of indoctrination camps and into homeschooling, to taking responsibility for your jobs, to start getting a small business going if you're on a corporate job or held by a corporate yoke. Start getting something going that you can start building on. We aren't in an end-of-world situation yet anyway. But the sooner you get going on these things, the more powerful the transformation your control you're going to have over this change and more powerful you're going to have to transform your life towards a life that truly puts God first in all things. We have time. And in either way, it doesn't matter because God has a time. And as long as we are true in our heart with the walk that we take, That time, whenever God calls, is the perfect time for all of us. At the core of all of that is trusting in him. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening just very reflective on a lot of the things that are happening, the changes that are happening before us, a world that's being forced into change, whether we want it or not a world that's being directed by a handful of elites that have decided what our future shall be. And in their world, Lord, a world that would not include you. You know, as we, speak, as we speak boldly with our hearts and show you our hearts, that that's not an acceptable option. This walk we are taking, we are going to dig into you deeper, find a way to get closer, and pursue a life that is more true to what you intend us to be. So hear our prayers, Lord, as we continue to pray for clarity and guidance in each of our steps, strength and wisdom in each of our breaths, and the energy to continue to pursue whatever is necessary for us to be prepared for a transition into a world that we truly seek to place you back on the throne above us. Father, whatever that takes, whatever that road looks like, we're ready. So guide us and protect us. Send us. Send me. And I, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Don't take the preparation part lightly, though, and I'm serious. Right now, and I've been saying it, and I say it over and over, you should have six months' worth of supplies, basic supplies to live on. And I don't say that because I expect people to bunker up, but the transition is going to be challenging. And it takes, until the transition begins to happen, as much as we continue to accelerate towards being a separate type economy, a breakaway economy, the true nature of what that looks like doesn't take its full form until that separation point happens. So if you think back to Egypt, and you imagine a point in Egypt where people were being warned, and essentially they're going through these plagues, it isn't until the last plague that they finally come to the realization that they have to leave. And then they're scurrying with their kneading bowls and getting being given the gold and silver that they were told to take. And now they're out and going. They don't know yet where they're headed. They're living on a promise. And quite frankly, they're not well prepared. We have the opportunity right now, as God is showing us, to be fairly well prepared in this exodus. What that form looks like in the end, I have no idea. What it, what it will become will be a lot of the dependency on what we have done to reclaim our skills, basic skills, skills that have been long lost, tending to our both physical and spiritual gardens, keeping that clear focus on Christ so that there is no fear and there's clear thought and wisdom, making sure that you have skills necessary to work in any form, no matter where you are, And not letting their nonsense corrupt your focus on how this world is. We're seeking a world where God leads and whatever he wants that to be is the glory of what it shall be. When we get to that place and we stand there, there's nothing that they can do to disrupt us. And again, I go back to Noah (laughs) building the ark. Could you imagine his neighbors? Like, dude, what is your problem? And there's a lot of that going on right now. Keep building your ark. It's good. Ignore the noise. Stay focused. God's speaking to each and every one of us. All we have to do is listen. And this walk is going to be amazing. It's actually already begun. But what's ahead is going to be greater than we've ever imagined. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Seek those prayers of wisdom from Father. It's a really good thing to spend some time on. Set up your morning rituals or daily rituals like training in a martial arts kata. Keep them steady. Muscle memory through prayer. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee. Until then, or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
3: All this time we had to prove
4: that we could stand here too. All the night spent pushing through fight for all we had to lose. When your soul lands, calls far away